is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, the host of the No Borders, No Race podcast show. Every other Tuesday, you can hear the hottest J-pop and alternative music around. Plus, I give my thoughts on many aspects of the pop culture world, all with a pure Bostonian perspective. That's No Borders, No Race, only on BostonBastardBrigade.com, where great music of many genres come together as one. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 459. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And I have to actually remember to re-edit the intro to be a little bit shorter, since I now have to wait a certain amount of time before I can flip scenes. Whereas before, I could flip scenes and it plays in the background. So, you know. And thank you, Theox75, for the thumbs up for the good sound quality. We tried. We tried. And I figured out what happened last week, so I'll get into that later on so anywho how is everybody doing tonight eh, i'm all right i guess i'm in a taco coma <laughs> mm. i see your taco coma and i feel you because i'm in a um wing coma of shorts of sorts Ooh. Yeah. wings are a very good coma to be in so 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 true so true so, anywho, we are live tonight, week of July 14th, 2020, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us every week here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, uh, Tuesdays from 9.30 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can also find us through uh, the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. They graciously host us. You can find them at <coughs> excuse me, um, Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. So show them a little bit of love when they since they throw down on Sunday nights. Uh, and don't forget, we are also on Discord. You can find us every, you can find us there at Vogue Network slash Discord. And as Theo says, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you, my good friend. And that's basically it. Come through, participate, come hang out in the chat, let us know what you think. So that's basically the, the gist of it. I do need to actually get around to having us have, to have this uh, stream to our Facebook page. Eventually, when the finances fluctuate a little bit better, it'll happen. <laughs> so, anywho, we're going to go around the room with our weekend day. So, let's kick things off with Ari. How was your week? How was your day? Uh, well, this is my first week as a uh, supervisor at work. Yay! It is a... It's a you know six months of probation and the uh 
actual supervisor salary won't kick in until not this paycheck but the next one but i'm not too worried because <clears throat> i'm not too worried because i did overtime on the uh, independence holiday so mm -hmm. independence and over uh, independent. overtime on a holiday I, that's I, what it is i actually miss those i remember when i used to work at staples i would work the holidays i'm like it's eight hours pay plus time and a half of working eight hours where am I going? You know? It's like eight additional hours overtime at the holiday pay rate. Yes, please. And, and, and let's be real. If, if the holiday falls on a Friday, the family's going to be cooking out on Saturday, so I'm not missing much of anything. So. Best thing is, uh, I'm now in the office. I got, I got nicer uniforms. I got, you know, hardware and everything for it. Nice. So you have a desk. Uh, yeah, I have the office's desk, and I, I'm just, I'm just in charge of the, uh, you know, the, the whole pl the plazas now wherever I'm stationed at. But it means I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning when I'm stationed on the day shift. Well, at least the rest of your afternoon kind of free. It just, it makes me think of like a theme song for you of like Charles in charge, but like Ari in charge. Like uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just me living in this place, so. Mm. But you know, other that, other than that, it's just you know, work stuff. Trying to think about what I'm going to do with the uh, additional income coming in. Look, I I'll tell uh, you flat out. Do do what I did. Pay down debts, okay? Yeah, that's one of the things on my list. Trust me. Yeah, because I'll say this: the only, the major benefit of being unemployed is extra money. Is paying off my debt, which kicked up my um uh, my credit, credit score. score by like thirty five points, and I'm just like a blue. So, anywho, Ari, congratulations. Thank you, Mako Chan. How was your week? How was your day? Um, not horrible. I'm more looking forward to this weekend. Uh, I get to go and play with a puppy. Well, that's good. Yeah, uh, my mother ended up getting a new dog, so she's picking it up tomorrow, and then Saturday we're having a barbecue, and I get to play with a puppy. Which means you got to teach this puppy to bite people. No, I I, I won't be that mean. <laughs> I'm just excited I get to go and play with a puppy. Puppy time is very important. Do we know the puppy's name? Uh, the puppy's name is Lexi. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I um, it. She's eight weeks old. I don't quite remember the breed. Uh, just that she's gonna be a big one. Ah. Yeah. Um, I I think it's one of the shepherds. I think it's a shepherd mix, but I can't remember. You go. How was your week? How was your day? Uh, it's been pretty. Uh, I mean, it's been. Um, it's just been kind of like. It it's one of those instances because it's it's uh, what we're all kind of going through right now. It's just like this weird kind of quietness. Um, I mean, it's allowed me to catch up on <laughs> shows, I guess. 
that I didn't think I'd have time for. Um, but it's just been a lot of kind of commission work and just going through different projects that I've kind of had on the back burner. I took a little bit of a, like a mental break from outside projects and did a few projects just for myself, just like one or two days of just whipping up things. And it's helped a lot. Um, but it is one of those instances of like, day by day and like today we did something fun uh we have an ecuadorian style takiri at the end of our street and they're open and they're operating you know with social distancing and masks and everything so we went and we supported them because i think they're like family run and operated and stuff so we went and got like a bunch of tacos and pupusas and stuff and just kind of like chilled out and had tacos but then it made me very tired because now i'm all full of tacos and good food um, so yeah, it's just been kind of a weird week. No, I, you know, and I, to and I totally get that. So I, I, tr I truly do. All right. So my weekend day has been the same as it's always been. But if you notice in the background, my background has slightly changed. What has kind of changed the stuff that is back there. I finally got around Saturday to reorganize that whole area. Because I wanted to make it easier to access whatever I have back there. Because that big bookcase used to be a lot closer and I had stuff behind it. A lot of that stuff you see sitting out organized and on the side. Plus, I have two outlets back there. So I needed to move my air freshener over there. And I just realized I forgot to buy refills today. So I will probably go on Amazon order or set and just call it a day, whatever. So... And that's been rearranged. My next step is going on Amazon and buying comic bins. I actually need one more long one because I was originally going to get like six short ones and reorganize it. But I'm just going to do just long ones and put it in the back and just finish bagging up all of my comics that I have. And, um, and then go into the storage closet I have here and organize all of that. Now, I was going to do Sunday, but I end up turning it into, like, a lazy Sunday of gaming and television, so that's not so bad. So once I get those bins, those comic bins in, I'll go, th I'll organize and go through that. Because I, I just want to make things a little bit easier so I can grab stuff. And I do plan on putting a light, like a hanging light or something like that, right where that bit bookcase is. Because you can't see it. There is, like... I have, like, ceiling lights here, and they're all switched on, but only this one here actually has a programmable light in it, so I'm using that. I just want to put something hanging over so I can just switch it off and on and just call it a day, so. That, and I need to kind of take some of the stuff I have, sit down on display, and put it away, because I actually need that for actually storing DVDs and media, because it's kind of overflowing of sorts, so, yeah. So that's basically, oh, and I replaced my mouse again, and I'll get into that when we get the Geek Roundtable and all that good stuff. So that's basically has been my weekend day. So uh, Housekeeping notes. Um, most likely we will probably be off on uh, a Tuesday after uh, Labor Day because um, I was supposed to go on vacation tomorrow. But... That was canceled because uh, South Carolina does not know how to get its shit together. 
So that trip has been postponed to Labor Day weekend. So I think I'm going to go this time, go Thursday to Tuesday this time and just kind of chill and relax and just do it like that. So that's basically it for housekeeping. Um, if my vacation is a little bit shorter, most likely we probably won't do an episode anyway. So, you know, I mean, we, we love what we, we love doing this, but we all need a break here and there. So, mm-hmm. But I will say this, at least it'll be a little bit easy to catch a flight because uh, Dragon Con is canceled, so. Here's hoping you can get some, like, some uh, rock-bottom air, the airfares. Dude, let me tell you, I, I booked my ticket in June for this week. Round trip for, I'd say, six days in South Carolina. $188. That's not bad. I remember about almost 15 years back when I flew out to uh, Faname. The ticket for that was $225. I was, and I, it included two luggage. I was like, bet, you know? So, but the Ranma, hmm? we're getting Theo in the chat saying, no breaks, entertain us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but. what we could do, we could have the girls of Anime Jam Session come on and just start going after all you guys in the chat. We could do that. Oh, my God. Oh, so you get a vacation and a break, but we don't get a break. Yuck, yuck. You, you two can dunk on, you guys can dunk on us as much as you want. We won't be around to complain about it. Well, I, <laughs> but we do that on air already. No, what I am saying is... You can just you can go into Mandy mode and just sit there and play video games and just be like flip everybody off on the stream. Uh hmm. Well, you know I think I'm that saying. might hurt our chances of being a Twitch partner or Twitch affiliate. <laughs> well, they usually frown at uh, well, cursing and well, you know. Well, Theo wants to be roasted, so you know. Like a pig on a spit. We'll get right on that, Theo. Or or the stream could go live and Mako could, re- could redo like the last ending of Ferris Bueller's Day Off and be like, what are you guys doing here? There's no show. Go home. <laughs> there you go. We could do that. That that I would do. <laughs> oh, I would just, you could I would do... just record it beforehand so it can just go up and I don't have to worry about dealing with it. You could do theatrical fanfic reading. Oh, God. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Don't tempt me. We usually, at the fashion conventions that you guys used to join us at, you know, uh, um, RIP in chat for RubbleCon, but, like, we used to have dramatic readings of, like, uh, BTB and, like, uh, the uh, Reddit boards and stuff. So, like, meh? I, mean... I would do dramatic readings of horrible fan fiction. Look, <laughs> I, 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 I will say this. If you want to that Tuesday, I will gladly set that up while you sit there and do that. You and Ichigo can do that back and forth. I'm just saying, if that's what y'all want to do. As I said, <laughs> if you guys get a break, I get a break. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah, I think honestly, it wouldn't be bad to get a mental break every now and then. So, well, this is true. Uh-huh. But given how the world is, we need as much mental breaks as humanly possible. 
Yeah, and I don't know how everybody would feel about me reading Supernatural basically smut. Well, I don't know, but I, I do know this. I would probably log in and see the numbers and see all these fangirls in the chat and just see our numbers explode a hundred times just for one day. And then Dean gently cupped Ronma's face into his hands. I completely doubt that. <laughs> Fine, ten times. I'll just be looking at just like looking at numbers like numbers don't lie. There is, there is quite a bit of horrible, horrible <laughs> fan fiction in the supernatural fandom. I hey, uh, quite a bit. let's let our chatters decide on some stuff. Hey, chat, if you want to hear us read smutty fan fiction for your lovely ear holes, let us know. <laughs> well, if you're going to do that, you need the really cheesy, sad jazzy sex porno music playing in the background oh my gosh i mean i i'm i could probably not for nothing that. but that would actually fit with half of the fan fiction <laughs> so we're talking about careless whisper played on the recorder <laughs> mixed in with Valdez's theme song the people that actually watch <laughs> supernatural would completely understand where i'm going with that since one of the characters basically ends his life with a porno Oh, God. Yeah. Talk about catering to the masses. Okay. All right. It's now <laughs> Let's time. get back on topic. <laughs> but here's the million-dollar question. Were we ever on topic? We are never on topic. There you go. We're a little bit of fan service, a little bit of topic, a little more fan service, a little more topic. And this is a part of the show where we talk is Geek Roundtable, where we talk about some of the geeky aspects of our life, as you just heard in the last ten minutes. Speaking of supernatural, <laughs> take it away, Marco Chan. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, uh, speaking of supernatural, here's Sam. All eight <laughs> inches of him. <laughs> oh. Good night. <laughs> I was what? And, and and see, he was delivered by mail and stuffed God in my box. All right. Uh, tonight's anime jam session has been brought to you by the letters W, T, and F. You're welcome. And don't go there. His no-no square. I'm sorry. I've been. I, he was delivered on Sunday, so I've been making jokes like that since Sunday. I'm. I'm not upset. I, I'm not. I. I just. I. I needed to share these with you. That hurt. We. We appreciate them. I, you know. You can really feel that. That energy of like wanting to laugh uncontrollably. Well, wanting to. It's just. It's. It's very easy to make jokes like that and break Ranma. Mm, true. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> that that was just that was just terrible. But it was it was a funny terrible though. I do funny terrible. That's my shtick. And that's the scary part. <laughs> Well, could be worse. Sam could be black. 
Anywho. Not touching that one. <laughs> no, but a lot of fangirls would. I will plead the fifth. Ari, please. What's going on with you with Geek Around here? Help us, um, please. I got this offer on a Facebook the last week for a chocolate and it finally came the other day yeah. and yeah the box was this beat when it was put in my mailbox stuff is called skinny me and uh mm -hmm. i gotta be careful with it because by the time i actually got to it it uh it was melted so i had to put it in the freezer to uh let it re-solidify I, I know that feeling like when i go do my shopping almost every week i pick up um a thing of ice cream, and as soon as I get home, I gotta oh. throw it right into the freaking. Oh god, um, yeah, that's yeah, that's all sorts of distorted. No, but, it's, uh, it's still yeah, you know, you know what I mean. It's okay. This is my first time tasting it. I want to save it for tonight, but I'm not sure if the uh, if the melting and re-solidifying had uh, screwed with its flavor at all. I think it was just mess with the context, like the. That it is like the, the texture, texture, yeah. Yeah, if it's still like a dark brown and doesn't look like it has a film on it, then it hasn't separated. So you should still be good on the flavor profile, just yeah, not the texture profile. If it doesn't look powdery or have a white finish to it or like it a separation, yet, yeah. yeah, it hasn't bloomed. It looked, I mean, it looked like it actually solidified like the way, did it have a snap to it when you bit into it? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. So it actually just re... Uh, Re, whatever it itself, yeah. Um, does it have like freeze dried strawberries or something on it? There were strawberries on the front of it, and obviously, it, it was strawberry uh, flavored, but and uh, it was just that flavor. And oh, uh, okay, yeah, I, I was a I was a chocolatier for a few years, so mm. you know, I, I always knew what to look for. But the, the problem with it is that uh, it was advertised as free, just pay shipping and handling, and then on Monday they tried to charge me thirty five bucks for it. Oh, you're funny, little scammy scam mix scammer sense. I said try to because I didn't have enough money in my account for them to take it, so I just got so that just went nowhere. A win is a win. Well, yeah, I was like, it sucks that it it was that situation, but I'm glad that you got your chocolate. But yeah, all their stuff on our website is similarly priced, so I'm not sure I would buy it again. Oh, look, Wild Spice came by to say hi to us, fellow nerds. <laughs> Hello, <Hi>. fellow kids. <laughs> hi, Wild Spice. I want cookies. Someone bring me cookies. I will I will figure it out. I will get my <laughs> recipe done perfectly, and I will mail a bunch out. I'm hoping to get it done soon. I've been worried because the summer weather has been exponentially hot, and I don't know how well that will handle mailing cookies, but we'll, we'll see. We're perfecting it. We're working on it. Yeah, I I was going to actually order some stuff from Donabelle's. Uh, they haven't been doing good, but mm -hmm. knowing that um, they're basically shipping once per week and I wouldn't be home to receive it. Ooh. Yeah, uh, it's the only reason why I haven't been actually uh, getting anything from them right now. I didn't even know they were shipping. I might have to order some stuff for my own damn self. Well, they're shipping because nobody's going to the store. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So it was either they had to start shipping or they were going to be forced to shut down. Makes sense. So their ship, they actually sold out completely of this round of goods for shipping. Well, I'll have to keep tabs on that. That's happened a lot to a, di- a lot of different Ren Fair vendors too, like the ones that do the spice nuts and stuff like that, or like the shortbread cookies and things like that that package really easily. In chat, if you guys have favorite Ren Fair snacks that you just don't like, can't find in a regular store, definitely look up the vendor from your local Ren Fair because they're suffering too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those snacks you're not going to be able to find anywhere else. And, and I will say on top of that, I said to all of y'all about good three months ago, it was a good time to buy computer stuff because the way things are. Two months ago, maybe two actually about two months ago is was not a very good time to buy computer parts because a lot of stuff is sold and prices are influx like crazy. Now it's like hit or miss. So that's the way I look at it. So, so Ichigo, what's up with you? Well, uh, I know, I think it was last week, I showed you guys a pair of these style headphones that I had taken apart and um, was trying to figure out how to fix them. Yeah. Um, and then I found this set. Uh, again, it's a used set, but uh, they were in a little bit better order. And I was I managed to fix the repair that was needed. And so now I have some fun little ear headphones and they actually also came with the microphone that you hear me on now and um the wires and stuff that go with this headphone set so once i find the other cable for the other headset that i need to replace which i think is going to be a a a cold day in hell um to put it politely um then i might have two sets of these headphones and i think i might gift one of them to my hubs when i fix the other pair well, so we'll see. Let me know about what that type of cable is, because I could probably help you with that. Because we'll see. It's a printed ribbon cable oh, that, that was, yeah. Uh, so I it's one of those ones where it's like troublesome. Yeah, I thought you were talking about one of these cables here. Oh no, it's internal. It's gotcha. all. It's um. It's basically the brain. Mm-hmm. So Which... I zombified it, mm-hmm. but okay. can't find a replacement brain yet. So. If they only had a brain. Now, a couple things like I, like I just mentioned earlier about this cable here. What amuses me when you buy like these specialty headsets? Bob Coffee says AliExpress. I mean, you might find a knockoff there and pull a cable out of it. But, uh, it maybe. I mean, because Axton and Brookstone both produced these style of of headsets back probably in the like 2010s. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised now if they're going in the off market per Mm -hmm. se, but at the same time, I have looked and I haven't been able to find it, but if any of my lovely tech friends want a noodle and love a challenge, um, definitely hook up with me later and I can get you the images that I have of the cable itself. And if you want to help me out, I will be forever grateful and in your debt. So. Like I was saying about cables, one thing I, I love about like these specialty headsets, it's like it's not, if it's Bluetooth and has a detachable 
cable for wired accessibility. And I, whenever I travel, I always carry the wire one because if I'm listening to my headsets for more than an hour or two, I use the cable because I don't want to drain the battery. Even though battery has like a 14-hour life and I can always charge when I get to my destination. Sometimes I don't charge up right away. And also when you're on Bluetooth, it drains whatever you're attached to. So what amuses me is like when you buy like the motors or the Astros or Beats, whatever, they always say you have to use this specialty cable in order for it to work. And nine times out of ten, that's not always the case because you can always buy a compatible cable or something like that. So, and I actually did that for my other set of V motors when I travel. So, because the official cable I wanted to replace it with is like $35. I found a third party knockoff for like 13 so it works. I ain't complaining about that. But I did say earlier in the show that, like, I bought a mouse. Now, if you remember from last week, I said I replaced my mouse, and I was kind of finicky about it. So I did a little bit of research, and I found the next model up. So I traded out my M55 for M65 RGB Elite. So I am a slave to Corsair. I love their products. This is normally a... Is that the mouse I have? I have no clue. Looks uh, about the same. Let me see the size of it. Uh, it's about this big. Okay, nope, that's not the one that I have. That way it might. Uh, see, um... Yeah, yeah, yours doesn't... Yeah, mine doesn't have the, uh, brushed metal on the side okay. of it or whatever. Yeah, that's... And that's this and has three buttons. Yeah, mine's got, like, half a dozen. Buttons, yeah. Bob Coffee says in our chat, it says you have the Iron Claw RGB. Yeah, I just looked up my, uh, IQ app and, uh, it, it reminded me of it. <laughs> Yeah, I have the RGB Elite. Now, the funny thing is, like I said, the main reason why I was very picky on replacing my mouse is because I used the scroll wheel to go back and forth. There are some mice that are like, that have a multi-directional scroll wheel like this uh, Logitech mouse. Like, you can go click it back and forth. And y'all know my feelings on Logitech. But, I decided to take a chance, and I got the M55, and I liked it, but I realized... I will say this about the M55. If you're a left-handed person, you'll enjoy this mouse because it's designed for left and right-handed. But I realized I needed multiple buttons on the side here, and I got the M65, which has a better fit for my big hand. So now I have a button for double-clicking, a button to move forward, and a button to move backwards. And what's interesting is that I could get one of the specialty MOBA uh, mice with all the buttons on it and I could use it to control OBS and all of that but then I realized I would totally forget what the buttons were unless I'd have something like right here telling me what each button is and then I'm going and I'm looking at the side like okay okay and since I'm only doing it like once a week it would take me forever in a day to memorize where all the buttons were so no it's that's one reason I do have this and it um operates as my stream deck basically um because it has the f keys and everything like that and I was looking at getting a num key block uh to do a like a video deck mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like if I streamed more, maybe. If I had more audience interaction, like, maybe. Yeah. But a lot of the time, like, unless you're having, like, hundreds of people watch you, it's that's not where you need to be yet. That so, and... something to shoot for in the future. That and half the time, you don't even need to buy a specialty stream deck. You can just use an Android tablet, so. 
Yeah, I, I have one on my phone. I have one on my computer. And then, of course, I've got the voice modulator that we play with sometimes. So. And I've said to y'all before, you know, I use my Surface 3 to control the rundown here on the screen. And I would love to create like an app where I could do that as well as other things. So even though I'm accustomed with my mouse to flip between the scenes here, I would love to be able to like tap the screen, go to the next scene, go to the next scene. I would love to do that. And much as I think stream decks are amazing, I don't think it's $150 amazing. Not yet. If I can get something like that for like $50, then hey, then that's a different story. And I would gladly do that. But you know, Anywho, um, another thing I want to talk about real quick, and we get into tonight's show, uh, is something I meant to bring up on last week's um, article, uh, a part of rundown, but I never got to it. But something that I saw on one of the on one of the Facebook groups that I'm in, somebody mentioning badge ribbons, and, I, and I'm just like, and I never realized that there are people who collect badge ribbons. And now for those who don't who don't know what I'm talking about, it's the little ribbon that you get that you attach to your badge or something like that. Um I they usually they it's usually not a lanyard. Is he? Not a no, lanyard. no. no they're one. usually a geeky themed little strip of fabric that has an adhesive side and something else. Like sometimes they'll be like the TARDIS is bigger on the inside or like you know, run away, run away, like Monty Python, like inside jokes for those. Um, they're also called badge beards, is something that uh, a lot of us call them. Um, and basically, the the more ribbons you have, the more you can attach to each other, and they basically become a huge beard for your badge. And they're just something fun. Um, cosplayers will sometimes have them. Um, uh, conventions have started to have them for specific departments. I know uh, last year's Oticon was kind of like a treasure hunt. Like you go to each department mm. and you could get a ribbon as an attendee. Um, I, I yeah, badge beards is is what I've been yeah. I, I was I like giving them a head up, heads up. That's cool. And what you see here in this box is twenty years of convention badges right here, about twenty plus years, and stuff like this. That's a badge ribbon. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. Like, yeah, and that's a badge ribbon. So, like that. And you tend to see some people will just have them all the way, just going all the way down and stuff like that. I think the longest I, I think this is like the like the longest one I have from Otakon 2018. And the reason why I did it like that is because they were different sizes. So I was just trying to keep it kind of, you know, organized. <laughs> yeah, the longest one I have, I think, was from Dragon Con. But uh, part of that is because Dragon Con has uh, Dragon Con uh, Seek and Find or like mm -hmm. Treasure Hunt kind of club. That um, because it's it's one of those cons where you have multiple different factions of fandoms and things like that. You also have groups of people that are interested in, like, uh, treasure hunting and things like that, and people interested in making stuff for people to treasure hunt. So if you don't want to go to panels or you don't want to interact with cosplayers and stuff like that, you could just kind of go on a treasure hunt and find swag. Um, and a lot of those people ended up having badge ribbons, and so I, I can't remember how long it was, but it was pretty damn long. Mm. <laughs> I think it was, like, half, at least halfway down my body by the end of the weekend. So in other words, it's basically another appendage. 
Attack of the Killer Badge Ribbons. Yeah, uh, I've seen some people on some of my groups that have gone to the conventions, and they compete to see how many they can get. See, so that's cool. I have I have seen, especially in uh, the Doctor Who fandom and the Supernatural fandom and things like that, when you go to the more comic convention or the more, you know, uh, Gen Cons, some of these people will go and get these badges, the, these ribbons. And I have seen them um, from things. Uh, I know uh, one convention that um, John Barman went to. He was so impressed with somebody's collection of ribbons that he put it on his Facebook. He actually did a live stream. And this thing, and he's, you know, a tall guy. So he was holding it in his hand, and it went all the way down to the floor. I think I, I think I remember seeing that, or I've seen other celebrities do that, and just the sheer amount of ribbons that people have. And a lot of it is just because they're inexpensive, but they also have this propensity to bring a lot of joy. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anyone upset when they've received a ribbon, even if it's just like, love your cosplay. Um, and, and, or like some social media handle for somebody, just a connection. And yeah, this is something that we should look really into cool. trying to do for ourselves. You know what the funny thing is? I was just thinking about that. Looking at this, and if you see in our, our stream here, here is a picture of the, such examples, so you know. The aforementioned yeah. badge beer. Yeah, I mean, if we make something like this and make it look fun, um, people would probably put this on their badge and keep it, whereas a card, like a business card, they'll more likely just throw it out because it's something they have to hold. I, yeah. I, I would be down with why not both, and, you know, if I reach out to... Well, yeah, definitely mm, both, but... If I reach out to Bob... One guy's wearing, his, wearing all of his badge ribbons like a sash, like he's a mayor or something. Yeah. I, <laughs> the I, mayor of Conville. Like, <laughs> the mayor of Conville. Why are we talking about Ryan Cough real quick? Why are we? But anywho, I think if I reach out to Bobby and Rob about this and make it a Vogue thing, that would be kind of cool because uh, Bobby does like some of the conven some conventions in the South. So when things kind of get back to some level of normalcy, that would be cool. Yeah, and there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of manufacturers of them for different price points and things like that because I look at ribbon for um, tags and garments and stuff. And I know that there are a lot of vendors who have priced them out and MTOs and all that fun stuff. So I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll connect yeah, on that, that later. Definitely. And now we got that out the way. Let's go ahead and get into tonight's topics. And Wild Spice says, I miss cons. Uh, let me just say this we all do. That too. The most I really miss is taking pictures. Everything else, it is what it is. I can be patient on. But, you know. I miss people watching. Of course you do. I, like, that. that's my big thing is I go to the conventions and while I love to dress up, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, I park my ass somewhere with a book or my tablet or my phone and I just people watch because I love to see other people's cosplays. I love to see other people excited to actually be hanging out with their friends or at a convention. Um, so that's what I miss. And I can't even like, that's what I went to the mall for. I didn't go to the mall to shop. I go to the mall and I sit and I people watch and I can't even freaking do that. It's freaking annoying. Mm. 
it is really frustrating. I think my my part of the con that I miss is that people let people have a safety bubble to kind of let their fashion freak flag fly. Yeah. And I am of the alternative fashion. Um, if you didn't notice my jelly bean eyebrows. Um, that it is a lot more fun when you have kind of a safe space and, oh, you know, like we're in the city, but everybody's there and there are cosplayers and stuff. So no one gives us, no one pays us really any mind. We don't have to explain ourselves to anyone and we can go to the tea shops. We can go to the local eateries and just hang out. Um, so that's, that's what I miss is that community, that sense of community and camaraderie, I mm. think is my most missed thing no, of convention. I, I, def- I get that too, you know. Because there are times I, I just share stuff like, I miss you guys. You know, it's like, I don't miss you guys, but I miss you guys. You know, it's like you realize, you know, the last time you saw your squad. But moving right along, Ari, what is up with this expensive Pokemon uh, trading card that caught top dollar? So, yeah, there was a, this place called Heritage Auctions just confirmed a copy of Pokemon Super Secret Battle Number One Trainer Promo Card has just been sold for an eye-watering ninety thousand dollars in the secondary market. One of, expe- one of the most expensive sales of its kind to date. And uh, I will link the article in the chat for you so you can all see uh, what I'm looking at. Isn't this the same auction house that sold that that sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers for like one hundred fourteen grand? Not sure. Anyway, the card's text reads, The Pokemon Card Game Official Tournaments Champion is recognized here, and this honor is praised. By presenting this card, you may gain preferential entry into the super secret battle. So, yeah, only participants who came in first in regional tournaments were ever issued their own copy, getting entry to the grand finals. Seven regions took place, meaning the number that still exists today is believed to be in the single digits. Mm. Uh, 19 copies of the next various Pokemon card, Pikachu Illustrator, are known to exist. So this is a scarce by wide margin. And yeah, someone who's under, who's uh, looked at the uh, second-hand market for things like Magic, yeah, I, I feel they're paying for, uh, you know, wanting to buy this card. I mean, granted, this card doesn't have any effect in the game at all. Yeah. That's a nice little collector piece. But some, some of the auctions for some of the oldest magic cards, oh god, they're like ridiculously high. Trust me, as someone actually had a massive magic collection, I, I get it. I, I still have my Pokemon and my magic collection from when I used to sell cards and, and play in the Pokemon League I because. S- Hello! <laughs> I still have. But I, I still have some. But I don't have my decks anymore, and I'm kind of sad about that. But mm. It is what it is. I haven't, I haven't actually touched any of mine because I've just been so bleh that I haven't been uh, motivated to look into it. There's so much I have to, have to slash want to get, and you know, just don't have the money for it. Mm. It happens. Expensive hobbies, crack is cheaper. Look, let, let, let me tell y'all something. I just basically knocked down my, my Amazon card to like a hundred dollars and I'm like I'm missing uh, stuff I'm missing uh, Sailor Moon uh, DV- Blu-rays so I'm going through the prices and I'm just like oh good lord now 
the classic, the 200 episode, the prices on those, I think, is manageable. That's fine. It's just picking up Crystal. I'm just like, oh, good lord. Now, I could always get, like, the straightforward DVD set or the standard Blu-ray set, but here's the thing. There are certain series I will go all out for for collector's editions. Like, I have all collector's editions of Ronma One Half on my shelf and Sailor Moon, so those would be it. Everything else, I would just get straight for Blu-ray. Like, I just saw, like, I think it's Lucky Star Blu-ray box set for, like, 30 bucks. I'm just like, now I gotta pawn off these DVDs to somebody. Either give them away or sell them. But, figure something out. But, anywho... Let, let, let's talk about another favorite uh, fandom of ours here on the show, Gundam. And there's going to it's be... It's a Gundam! Yes, it's a Gundam. And there's going to be another life-size Gundam appearing in the world, and it's going to be in Shanghai. It seems that Sunrise confirmed uh, a couple of days ago that it will reveal its life-size Freedom Gundam statue in Shanghai in 2021. It's going to be in front of the Mitsui Shopping Park, known as Lalapart Jinghao. This is their first overseas statue that they're putting out, and it's part of the life-size Gundam statue project. And this is really cool. What's going? What else is they're going to do is that Sunrise is going to unveil a... They're going to reveal another one in Yokohama it's going to be a moving RX 7878-2 Gundam statue and that's going to be pretty cool now they had one of these before back in Ju back in Japan in July of 2009 they replaced that in 2017 with a life-size Gundam unicorn statue RX 0 and what's cool is that that Unicorn Gundam statue can light up and move various panels to transform between Unicorn and Destroy modes. Neat. I, I think we need a Gundam to replace the Statue of Liberty. Uh, I'm just saying. I, I, I'm just saying. I don't know. I think if we're going to replace a statue it should be I don't know more epic like if, if we're gonna replace something let's just go full out and make it an Eva yes okay under one condition there has to be smaller statues of Gendo and Shinji and Gendo pointing to the statue and there's a sign that says get in the robot oh boy I knew that was killing I mean it would make sense I'm okay with that I would also be okay with a life size statue of Godzilla replacing the Statue of Liberty only if we occasionally breathe atomic fire on Staten Island I mean, that's already that that island. that that might blow it up. <laughs> and with with all with all the gases and the vapors and everything, you light that crap on fire, and there might not be a Staten Island anymore. And you don't consider it a real borough anyway. You do realize if that was to happen, 
parts of North Jersey will be taken out too. Uh, don't forget, New York City dumped their trash there too, and it's only a short bridge to get over from Bayonne, get over to Bayonne. Okay. Like half of North Jersey isn't a trash heap anyway. Well, there you go. Only on this podcast where we will sit here and just smack talk New York and New Jersey like it's water. So, mm. tasty, tasty water. All right, Marco, what's going on with Comic Cat? Uh, yeah, I should probably have loaded that already. Whoops. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. They have decided. That's not what you're supposed to be. Uh, let's load the correct one. That's not what you're supposed to be. What the hell? What happened? Now I'm going to have to copy and paste because it's not. I've seen that happen before a couple of times in doing the outlines. It's like, I don't get the link properly, but y'all get the link. I'm just like, what in the world? I mean, I can't even get it to cut the load up. There we go. Oh, yeah. It's, it's doing the same thing for me. I blame Anime News Network. Hey, Anime News Network, with all the money that you're getting from people donating to the site, could you at least fix your coding? I copied and pasted the actual link, and it still went to something else. Uh, oh, yeah, it's it's coming up with crap. Um, anyway, basically, I, I will just have to try and remember uh, what's going on with it um, because it doesn't look like it's actually listed there anymore um, like I'm looking it up and I can't even find it but anyway um, so Comiket actually uh, is changing their dates um, Comiket 99 uh, which should have taken place in winter of 2020 um, they're actually going to be moving that to Golden Week of 2021. Mm. Um, it is, again, partially because of the pandemic and everything, um, but also partially because, you know, with everything that happened, we should be having the Olympics right now. True. And obviously that's not happening. So they have postponed the Olympics until next year. Again, whether or not that's happening, I don't know. Um, so they are still having to deal with everything because of that. Um, so they are changing the dates to uh, Golden Week of 2021 instead of Winter of 2020. And Which I, I, I can't blame them for. Um, with everything going on, um, just you have to you have to be safe. You You have to try and you know reschedule some things adapt evolve change and it's just going to continue to do that i mean and that's the smart thing to do as businesses or conventions and things like that is pay attention to the environment and change with it mm -hmm. yeah i mean as bob softy says in our chat room at twitch tv slash anime jam session everything is canceled no cons 2020 that's basically what it is so we have virtual conventions, and and let's say, all admit, virtual the con experience on virtual cons is not the same. Exactly. I mean, I I 
Honestly, you you can't you can't you know recreate the experience of getting into an elevator and having twelve other ravers just decide to throw an elevator party when you just want to get up to your damn room. True. At, at like two thirty in the morning. I mean, the you can't do that. The yeah, the closest you could do is just saying if you're brave enough, invite five of your cosplay friends over, and you and you have Discord on the big screen TV, and you're participating and stuff like that. You could do that. But that will be the closest thing. And I, and I love the concept. I, I'm ju I just don't I just don't have the attention span, which is why it kind of blew my it kind of blew my mind. Four convention virtual conventions over Fourth of July weekend. <sighs> yeah, it was really crazy. Um, I meant to attend some, but I attended none because I decided sleep was more important. I attended a couple. I I did the the Funimation Con for the My Hero Academia. Uh, tournament with with the voice actors i did the warner brothers panel at ax and that was basically it because i spent most of that day hanging out in michelle Knotts' twitch stream so you know because holly but anyway well uh going from virtual conventions to physical lawsuits uh, Surabayak Productions won their lawsuit against the unauthorized chinese ultraman films i know transition i am the ultimate. Um, <laughs> Suburaya filed a lawsuit against Blue Arc in 2018 for Ultraman copyright infringement. Ultraman production company Suburaya Productions won its lawsuit against Chinese production company Blue Arc on June 30th. The Shanghai court awarded damages of 38 million yen or about $354,900 dollars to uh, Suburaya for Blue Ark's copyright infringement of their IP, uh, Ultraman, and the Ultraman character. Uh, Suburaya filed the lawsuit against the Guangzhou-based uh, company Blue Ark, and the 2018 lawsuit followed that the Chinese company produced and opened the Dragon Force So Long Ultraman film in China in October 2017. The film ran in theaters for a month, and the film uses Ultraman character and casts Ultraman as an enemy who fights against a Chinese robot hero. Tsuburaya claimed that the movie was made and advertised without permission from the Japanese rights holder and sought to stop the film screening through legal action via a Shanghai court in September 2017. However, Blue Arc went ahead with the film's opening and Tsuburaya withdrew its lawsuit. Tsuburaya then filed another lawsuit in February 2018 claiming that the film's production, advertising, and screening was a copyright infringement of the Ultraman property. Suburaya, Surubaya, mm, sorry, mm. uh, Surubaya Productions won a case in 2017 against the UM Com Corporation, or UMC, for the international licensing rights for the Ultraman property, ruling that 1976's license-granting agreement uh, from which UMC derived its supposed license for the property was not valid. The United States Court of Appeal for the Ninth Circuit upheld these rights last December after UMC filed motions to overturn the verdict. Blue Arc's license claim on the property was based on the same license-granting agreement. Uh, yeah, so that's, again, IP and why you shouldn't use it without permission, kids. Um, I Yeah, I, I'm not surprised by this at all, especially since they made Ultraman the enemy character in the film, since Ultraman is inherently a heroic character. Good job. 
Let's not do that. Yay. Don't mess with the Japanese, I suppose. At least not on their and uh, their their IP and their uh, you know entertainment stuff. Mm. Okay, now what were you talking about mechas before there, Maka? Yeah, I don't think this one should be included, sorry. <laughs> it's just it's 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 gonna screw people up too damn much. It's 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 too powerful, I'm sorry. Mm. Um yeah, so the Good Smile Company is putting out uh, a new uh gumpla esque model kit um i super duper want this uh so for those uh that might not know in the very weird series pop team epic <laughs> the 13th episode of the anime um had uh the super pippimi bari mode uh, which basically had one of the characters turned into a mecha. <laughs> and they're making a kit for it. Um, so it is uh, going to be a plastic model of Super Pippimi Bari Mode. Uh, it's sculpted and articulation allows you to create recreate all kinds of bari poses both a standard and forced perspective version of the great sword lord of calamity are included along with the valiant cannon and missile pods a face part uh, a face part with mask partially removed is also included um I seriously want it. Uh, it's actually going to come with uh, Sushi Popuko, um, <laughs> who is the other character, uh, but she's going to be unpainted, which is sad. See, that's, um, that's the thing. You I just have to paint it yourself then, I guess. It's basically a, a garage kit. And, and... Well, no, the, the, actual, the actual mecha is painted. So it's going to be like my... Um, like my death scythe where duo was not painted duo was just a plastic figure so that's what this is going to be the mm -hmm. actual uh mecha will be in plastic painted but the model of the character will just be regular plastic unpainted um pre-orders have opened they will be going until september 3rd or until they sell out uh it's about 50 bucks um and seriously i really freaking want one and uh yeah um i want it see that reminds me of one like i have actually i actually have in my closet a sailor venus garage kit and i didn't realize it till after i bought it it comes you have to assemble it and paint it i'm just like what a crock of shit. And I threw it in my closet. Now I'm like, I wonder if I can pay somebody 50 bucks to do it. Uh, Maybe. It, it would depend. I actually have a Jupiter um, that is also unpainted. Uh, to get somebody, depending on the size of it, 
that would paint it in a way so that it looks clean and slimline, you're looking at a hundred to two hundred. It's a sailor depending Ven on size. It's a sailor Venus garage kit. Ask me that again. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. if you're looking for somebody to, if you're looking to pay somebody fifty dollars, you're gonna get fifty dollars worth of product. True, but then again, you are talking to somebody who's like, who who was staring at the Sailor Venus Dolphy and is like, it's six hundred dollars. I have six hundred dollars. Stop me from dropping six hundred dollars. You know. But then again, I'm I'm looking at like the recolored figure arts for for the inner century. I'm just like, well, considering I never got the originals, um, I I wouldn't mind getting See, one of the new recolors. That's not so but, bad. Yeah, but uh, for those, I mean, it's just it's a brighter color. It's mm -hmm. it's not like it's. Well, it's the same exact model. They just changed the color. Look, they're taking pre-orders for the moon rod that's coming out later this year. It's $120. What did yogurt say in Spaceballs? Merchandising. 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 Honestly, yes, because I don't like the new coloration, and the only difference is that it's a different coloration. It's more pink. And it's like, okay, cool. Uh, a lot of the fandom is actually seeing it like a lot of the fandom that does a lot of the merchandising actually hello Google um, sees it as a um, as a like a money grab and yeah. it, oh it, absolutely yeah sorry our robot overlord decided that I said their name Oops. for some reason the funny thing is I had a crazy idea for a cosplay skit instead of space balls it's Sailor Moon and it, instead of yogurt it's Artemis and he, walk, and he opens up the, the, the cave you see all this merchandise and stuff like that I mean if you oh, talk dear. to Sailor Tortilla on Facebook she could probably hook you up with that <laughs> Bob Coffey says when do we get Sailor Moon the flamethrower Actually, pretty soon, since one of our hosts does like fire, so. Isn't that Mars's attack? But still! It's Mars's attack, but. Pyro. Hi. See? Oh, right. <laughs> Although, if I could make a lightning gun, I would do that See? crap before. There you go. So, so you get a taser. Lie. Check it out, I built then... a Tesla Buster. <laughs> exactly. Get a Tesla and. And, and there's Venus running around with a big old hammer similar to Harley Quinn and it's shaped like a giant heart. Flap. <laughs> no, I just imagine her using the chains like actual whips. Yeah, the, you've got whips. She's got whips. She would be whips. Well, that too, and I'm and I have no problems with that either. She'll also she'll probably make you call her mommy while she's whipping you. She would be the type. I have so many questions that I don't want to ask. <laughs> it is probably best not asked. That would be. Safe. I agree. Save that for anime jam session after dark. <laughs> I mean, we might get a flamethrower if we get um, Elon Musk the Sailor Moon musical. Um, but but you know that's Sailor for Moon future. Musical sponsored by Tesla. Yeah, the Sailor Moon the musical sponsored by Tesla. 
I, I uh. should probably not mention that I've watched YouTube videos on how to make your own flamethrower. Oh, you too? It's called a hairspray and a lighter. <laughs> That's... We're doing this shit 80s style. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm all for fire, but that's a little dangerous for me. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to make sure you that said I flame doesn't throw it. You didn't say safe. Okay. I would rather roast others, not roast myself. <laughs> I, I'm picturing Ichigo and Mako wearing seifukus. Ichigo has the flamethrower as and Mako has a lightning gun. <laughs> I can see that now. <laughs> and in our chat room, Bond says, my girlfriend just came to the living room and wants to know what's, what the topic is about because she came in her with whips. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry your sweet little brain oh, we nice. went off on a very very large tangent tangents are fun mm, especially when yes yes they are and speaking of fun things uh, let's talk about what's going on in Houston basically when all else fails somebody will step up and be like no so basically what happened was Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner said yesterday that all conferences and conventions have been canceled or been rescheduled to next year with the exception of the Texas State Republican Convention. And that's something that we all discuss here. But you're probably wondering... Why are you talking about a mayor canceling conventions? What does it have to do with us? Um, in the past, we have mentioned uh, anime Matsuri and all the bullshit that goes on with said convention, which basically means with this being canceled, anime Matsuri has been given DOS boot. Now, the convention was supposed to happen this past weekend, but it was pushed to August 20th to 23rd. But the Houston mayor's like, I don't think so, Tim. And what's interesting is that with all of this was going down, there were people in, in the various anime Matsuri groups trying to figure out about refunds and so forth. And as somebody that was part of that Facebook group for a while, when people were asking about refunds, those posts mysteriously disappeared. I bet they did. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, anime Matsuri, the Houston Astros of conventions... But there is an update. Their CEO said that the deadline for refunds on tickets will be extended till, uh, until the end of July. Let's just hope and pray that these people get their refunds because I'm not buying it for one goddamn second. We know if their all history else fails, of finances, so... If all else fails, you can just find the owners and punch them out until they fall over, disintegrate, and just leave a pile of change where they were. I know. So true. But don't forget, this is the same convention that welcomes Vic Mignogna with open arms, okay? That I mean, tell you something. I just hope a lot of the attendees that still support this dumpster fire of a convention aren't the same kind of idiots that were like some of the Dragon Con idiots that are like, oh my god, we should get together anyways and, and hold our own con with blackjack and hookers. Okay, it's, you know, no, don't forget. When Zenkai was canceled, I know, I, I know. Yeah, but you have people. to remember, Zenkai was at the very beginning of this. We had no idea what yep. the hell was coming. Yep. 
everybody now knows exactly what the hell is here and what it's doing. And the Mm -hmm. fact that people still want to go, hey, let's do something like this. Um, Look at Florida, people. Exactly. Now, not for nothing, the idea is great. I like the idea of it. But you're not going to be able to pull that off in a controlled environment. I will say this. If I was going to Dragon Con and this cancel, I would ask y'all, do y'all want to make plans to go somewhere else for a weekend and just hang out and do whatever? Now, if you say that is a great idea, we will book it. If you're saying, no, I'm not feeling it because of what's going on, we don't book it. Simple as that. There is no need to twist people's arms to pull this off because you want to go and cosplay and all that, you know. It's like I well, said. Well, it, it's going to happen more often. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure it just happened yesterday or this morning, um, but Philly passed something that they are not going to mm-hmm. be allowing mm-hmm. conventions in Philadelphia until at least February of 2021. I, said, I saw that. And I think the, the limit on that was like 25 people, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a very good chance, given what's going on, that any convention that thought it was going to be happening mm-hmm. in the you know first quarter to first half of 2021 is it's going not to come. Happening. Yeah, it, it, something is going to come up, and that rescheduled is going to have to be rescheduled again. I, and not for nothing, I completely understand it, same. and I completely agree. It's still same. way too damn early to be also, having... Philly was, like, also, Philly was a huge uh, hotspot for the second wave of the uh, yep. post-World War One flu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, the city got hit pretty hard by it. And I'll say this. I, w- I, I would love to be able to go to cons and this and that. I miss them. But everybody's health is a little bit more important than running around as a geek and and fancy fabrics. Just saying. I, yeah, I I mean, in general, I, as soon as February kind of wrapped up and, and that was kind of my final show of the year is that like, as soon as this stuff popped up, I mean, I was basically like, yeah, so I'm not leaving my house until June, 2021 at the earliest. Um, I, I I think it is smart that y'all stay home if you can, or if you have to work, just be careful. But at the same time, I'm not leaving my house for a year. Mm-hmm. And with every time that people don't pay attention to <laughs> the way things are going, it gets a little longer, yeah. gets a little longer. And I imagine that I'm going to be staying in my house until December of next year. And that's really sad. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah I, it's I, really frustrating. And I've already said it. If I'm traveling out of state, I'm not really counting Jersey, but if I'm traveling out of state, when I get home, I'm quarantining for two and a half weeks. So, And the fun part is that they're discovering people who can catch it again. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to stay here. If y'all want to see me, um, I'm going to be hanging out in my basement. Now, as Boz of Little Six says here, People still want to party in hotel rooms and random sex hookups. Well, you're not wrong about that, brother. But let's be real. You don't have to go to a con to do that. And now that we got that out of the way, it's time for the part of the show that y'all really enjoy. That's why you're all here. Uh, Meanwhile, Uh in Japan, uh, I'm going to take a break. 
from talking so y'all three can art discuss whatever topics y'all I want to take the third one Mako I don't care uh, I'll take the first one then I guess okay dokie <clears throat> a Japanese mom physically subdues a man who groped her schoolgirl daughter so, cheek under mostly encountered on trains where you take advantage of a crowd of conditions to obscure what they're doing and hop off to the next station work quick. Get out of here once they've been found out. Uh, last Friday, there was 16 in a high school girl living in Yokohama's Suzuki Ward was the victim of a chican while out in the back narrow neighborhood. And the girl had been waiting for someone, her mother. The incident occurred just as mother was arriving at the meeting spot and she, she and her daughter agreed upon. And the mom sprang in action, grabbing a chica on a 25-year-old man, physically restraining him until the police arrived and took over. The man a medical researcher for the Omihachiman Community Medical Center in Shiga Prefecture, halfway across the country, was arrested since admitted to the charges. I am mm. legitimately surprised that this guy was employed. I mean, usually you hear of, uh, you know, instigators in these meanwhile Japan articles doing stupid things and we've come to predict that yeah this guy's unemployed and it's kind of interesting like I think about a year ago we talked about something similar where there was actual video footage of a guy being groping a girl and a couple of girls actually attacked him back or some other guy who saw it and attacked him back or something like that you, you catch know. a beatdown for some for groping somebody in public. You never know who's watching out there, so mind your P's and Q's. Alright. Go ahead, Mako. Next one's yours. Uh yeah, so um Japanese mom praises her son for his Pokemon notes. Um I can't say that I'm surprised. So, uh, this kid's mom was impressed when she took a peek at her son's notebook and saw it filled with details, neatly arranged, freshly written notes, even though there wasn't any need to be cramming for a test. All of those numbers and equations suggest some sort of technical subject, and the scholarly atmosphere is further added to by the presence of numerous words written in katakana, the type of Japanese script used for writing foreign loanwords, which show up frequently in chemistry and other scientific fields. The words on the pages of the notebook aren't common vocabulary words among Japanese speakers either, no doubt making mom even more impressed at the advanced terminology her son was working with. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> Basically, uh, this kid impressed the hell out of his mother by writing specific details about Pokemon. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't say that I um, am quite surprised over anything like this. One, that, you know, the mom is impressed because not for nothing, I, I think even... I think any mother would be impressed with a child that's going that deep into, you know, doing research, whether it's for school or not. Um, I also am deeply impressed with this kid because um, he's he's doing basically what is uh, 
technical stuff for Pokemon. Um, and Have I'm you impressed... seen some of the equations for uh, catching a Pokemon or figuring out whether or not one is shiny? Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's technical stuff in order to figure out, uh, you know, random catches versus, you know, what's actually going to be showing up in an area. There's technical stuff to find shinies. There's technical stuff for the IVs. Um, I myself, when Pokemon Go first started, was writing down everything. Uh, making lists of the Pokemon that I had, making lists of the Pokemon that I needed, um, trying to find IVs uh, when it first came out was really difficult. Um, so I, 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 I feel honored that there are others that are just that horribly geeky as well. And what's interesting is that in my household, my mother would look at me like, you can do all of this with Pokemon, but you still got a C average in school. Yeah, that definitely shut me up and put me. Uh, yeah. Well, see the the, the part, the issue that I had is I, my mother really couldn't punish me, um, because how do you tell your kid to go to their room and not watch TV or play video games, and then tell your kid they also can't read? <laughs> I'm getting mixed messages here. Um, so yeah, so I I. I as as an introvert and as a bibliophile, I had no problem with, you know, the go-to-your-room punishment because I'd just go into my room and crack open a book and just start reading. Um, so my mother really had no idea how to punish me because really, how can you tell your child not to read? But also, I think uh, one of the bigger things that a lot of our listeners might not know about this particular article is that... Um... When it comes to learning Japanese language, there are so many dialects of the language, as well as different regional versions of Japanese, as well as the formal, the ultra-formal, and the super-casual versions of the language. And I imagine, I guess, that the since he was using a formal language, which is... Um, actually a lot more than even just the general populace even use in, in normal speech Like what nowadays. Samurai used to use. Exactly. Um, and since he was getting into that more formal Japanese that was showing an aptitude and an, uh, an aptitude for, like, seeking higher knowledge. And uh, we know a lot, in, culturally at least, that uh, Japan is very heavily focused on uh, being able to achieve a lot and so since he's doing it so young with something that we may view as so simple but is so integrated in the culture over there of Pokemon then um, I can definitely see that as a proud parent being being happy and supportive of their kids geekiness into a hobby and I just hope that that continues to reflect in their relationship in the future All for that. Uh, I guess uh, maybe then he can go and invent technology like we'll mention in our next article. Uh, Japanese vending machines that will now let you buy things using your face. Uh, <laughs> smile for the camera and the drink. There are a ton of vending machines in Japan. There are literally tons. You can stop in a rural area for miles and there will be a vending machine. Uh, 
in Japan, but we can't help feel a little extra excitement when we come across one from the beverage maker Daido. While they're still mechanical merchants, Daido's machines often have a little more personality. Since many are equipped with a speaker that thanks you in the regional dialect of Daido's home prefecture of Osaka, and in the past it's made vending machines that also give you a motivational message or loan you a free umbrella on rainy days, now Dido's vending machines are set to become even friendlier with a new function that allows you to make a purchase by saying, Hey dude, you know I'm good for it, so let me have a drink, okay? As part of a joint project with tech giant NEC, Dido has begun equipping vending machines with NEC's bio-EDM facial recognition systems. By creating an account via your smartphone and registering your photo and a credit card, the machine lets you use your face to buy drinks with no need to insert any coins or bills or use any sort of prepaid IC card. Facial recognition machines have a special panel next to the product display area. In addition to facial scan, you'll also have to enter a four-digit code number chosen when you create your account to complete the purchase. Ostensibly, this should prevent your less scrupulous acquaintances from knocking you out and propping you up in front of the machine to score free drinks like super cheap super spies? Question mark. Uh, the machines are already in use uh, since July 3rd at select Dido and NEC offices and factories as part of a three-month trial. If all goes well, the next step would be introducing them to the open market. And who knows, if the idea catches on industry-wide, before long we may be using our lovely faces every time we're craving some mayonnaise soda or the secret Akihabara vending machine sandwiches. I have questions. Me too. Uh, I also mayonnaise, have lack of, lack of severe question. lack of trust. And in our chat, we're also uh, having some, some predisposed worry from Bonds006 of, no, I have seen Minority Report. Honestly, I don't trust machines, uh, which is why a lot of my sewing machines are mechanical. So, um, ah. I mean, I appreciate that there's the added security of the four-digit code, but if somebody watches you put it in the first time, mm, nefariousness. I, I, I spy nefariousness. Mm, I, I'm better. I'd rather do facial recognition and a fingerprint, and that's it. But then again, um, my Surface, my Surface Go has Windows Hello support, and I'm just like, no, I'll just put in my pin code to lock, get into the machine. Shall we wrap up the show? Yes. Yes. Perfect. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. Because we're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you that we like and don't like, we mean that. So that's who we are. And don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Um, I just realized I just skipped all over the goddamn place. I've been doing this for how many years now? <laughs> it happens. I know. It, it's. Anywho, if you like the show and you have any questions about it, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Now, this is where I talk about the website. Check us out at animejamsession.com where you will see our weekly podcast, links to our um, Facebook uh, site for our cosplay images. 
link to our YouTube page of convention videos, uh, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, anime reviews, editorials, and convention reviews, and so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can take our podcast on the go with you, wherever you go. So if you use Google Podcasts, Player FM, Anchor FM, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, any of those, just punch in Anime Jam Session. All 450 plus episodes you'll find right there in Benson. Check out some of our best episodes, our worst episodes, and then some. And don't forget, we are on social media. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us on YouTube for our convention video coverage. Follow us on Twitter when we're going live and articles for our website. And on Facebook for articles when we're going live and our convention photos and so forth. So now we're going to go around the world. Last words, Ari. Uh, I just, I just want to go to bed. I'm off the... Uh strict Monday through Friday and now I got my uh, days off for the week all jacked up mm. last words Michael I get to play with a puppy this weekend last words Ichigo well I'll see you guys this weekend if you want to show up on the 18th for a panel I will have at 6.30 or 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time with WebCon other than that I will see you guys later my last words, I'm going to continue to finish, I'm going to continue watching ReZero, and gladly remind myself how much of a fucking idiot not Subaru Natsu is. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, so I, I think that's it. I think we're actually done. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Bye. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That is it. We're out of here. See you next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!